Introducing Brian Breaker, the biggest icon in wrestling. Daniel Ross. This is the Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel. What is going on? What are you doing? We will not go quietly into the night. Hang on! Houston, you have a problem. Boom shakalaka! I'm sweating like a pig here. It's a lot of guitar! Mr. Freedom! Eat the pizza. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel, your weekly dose of nostalgia. I am Brian Breaker, joining me as always, the one and only Daniel Cross. Daniel, are you ready for some Saturday Morning Nostalgia? I am. This is, I think, episode 31, so 31 31 episodes episodes in. And uh, pants are still encouraged, but optional. Encouraged but optional. Make sure to pick up the Pants Are Optional t-shirt from our buddy Steve Hoker at the uh, Starman Podcasting Buddies Tee Public Store. If you want to wear a shirt in public that happens to say Pants Are Optional, you know, more power to you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, this week is a fun episode, uh, TV Crushes. This is actually um, Steve Hoker's idea as well. He actually suggested last week's idea also, which, uh, happened to be road trip stories. Now me and you have had more than our share of road trips being involved in the world of professional wrestling. So, uh, getting to dive into that was a lot of fun. Um, I, and I, we got a lot of good feedback on people who really enjoyed that episode. So we appreciate everyone checking it out. Um, <clears throat> and we've had a lot of great episodes in the last several weeks. So now that we're building up an archive, I highly recommend people checking out some of our past episodes. Like I said, last week we did road trip stories. The week before that, we dove into the classic Mighty Ducks. Uh, We've talked about the Scholastic Book Fair, Toys R Us, our favorite pizza, which was such a fun episode because we kind of dove into our favorite pizza style and pizza places and pizza places that are no longer around. Uh, We talked about the Sandlot, Three Ninjas, Halloween Havoc 1991, We've covered the Brawl for All, the Royal Rumble 1991, Nickelodeon Game Shows, Goosebumps, Mick Foley, and so much other stuff, man. Um, and in fact, I want to throw you a little little curveball here as we get rolling. I don't know if you know this or not, but Disney Plus has a new Goosebumps series that's about to debut in October. Yeah, you had mentioned that last week. I uh, don't know much about it. I'm not on Disney Plus a whole lot. We have it for the kids, but... Yeah, I haven't seen any commercials just yet, but yeah, I might have to check that out. I haven't either, but I was like, huh, interesting. I, I want to say that we spoke that into existence, Daniel. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Our one episode made it happen. But um, yeah, I uh, I bought the first season of Goosebumps, the original, on, uh, on my Voodoo account. I think I talked about that last week as well. Uh, mostly so my niece and nephew can watch it because... Um, I'm like, oh, well, this is like my introduction to like horror, which is not really even horror, but maybe they'll enjoy it. And my nephew's comment was, wow, this really looks like it was made back in the olden days. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh, it was like 1994. <laughs> Did you ever, uh, I don't know if you had this experience, when I was a kid and I would see black and white shows, I remember once asking my dad, so dad, when did the world become colorful? Right. Because I oh, thought. Yeah. I just figured everything back then was black and white. 
and I didn't realize uh, that was just the uh, television or the film or or whatever. I actually thought everybody existed in black and white. It's it's kind of so crazy. That always I think. was funny. Well, yeah, because I remember watching old reruns of Dennis the Menace when I was a kid, and it was black and white. But then, like some shows, yeah. like the yeah, Adam West Batman was in color. And if you ever go back and watch reruns of that, it'll actually it'll say like in color. So that was like a big deal, you know, to actually have in color back in the '60s. So I don't know, definitely crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird how how far technology has come in the last, you know, however many years. And to see a show that I watched as a kid and then to be like, wow, this looks really old. It's like, wow, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me feel. But I think a lot of it is because a lot of these shows that we grew up on, you know, Full House, Family Matters, Home Improvement, they've all been, like, remastered and, you know, made in, like, the new 1080p or whatever they, they do. And so it doesn't look as old as... Goosebumps, which is still like, you know, VHS quality, essentially. You know, we throw on uh, some home improvement every once in a while, and that show holds up pretty well, I think. It's still pretty funny. I think it's I, up there uh, with Boy World. Yeah, yeah. Where it's still like, to me, like, the that show dealt with a lot of, like, real problems. Because I know one episode, one of the brothers was, like, caught smoking weed, and um, one of them kind of turned goth. And one, uh, of them, yeah. one of them thought he was going to have cancer. So there was a lot of, like, real-life issues in that show, too. Yeah, it's still entertaining. Like, just watching Tim blow himself up, just it never gets old. Oh, I know. I still love the uh, gluing his head to the table. That still will always make me laugh. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> well, that's a whole... That could be a topic for the rumble wheel, your, your favorite Tim uh, Taylor accident. Yeah, that, and also I loved when he designed, like, the man's bedroom, the man's kitchen. Oh, yeah. And all those, the man's bathroom. Those are always always classic episodes as well. Those are a blast. My favorite was when he dropped the, uh, oh, the big beam on top of Jill's red uh, car. Oh, yes, yes. Or when he fell in the porta potty I always liked that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or uh, how about he when he jumped and he landed through the roof? Where he was on top of a roof, and he's like, you got to watch these soft spots here. Yeah. And then he jumps, and he goes right through, like, <laughs> knife through butter. Yeah. Or do you remember or when... the stunt double went through, anyway. Do you remember when he shocked himself with the uh, potato and the light bulb? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. He's like, we've got to make sure it's uh, unplugged. Of course, Al. He's like, uh, he's all like shaking and stuff. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Yeah, we definitely got to have home improvement on there, and then, like you said, almost even a separate topic of favorite moments from from said show. In fact, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently in Tampa, a couple of weeks ago, they had '90s con, and a lot of '90s sitcom actors and people were there. Like most of the cast of Full House was there. Several oh, cast fun. members from Family Matters was there, and I'm like, man, that would be a really cool convention. That would be like right up my alley to see something like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I thought that was that was cool. But um, speaking of of '90s con, we are diving into TV crushes today. Brought to you by the one and only Steve Hoker. So this is an interesting topic because I always go back to the three TV crushes: Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell, the Pink Power Ranger, and um, Topanga from Boy Meets World. I mean, I think after yep. that was like every kid our generation. That's who we all were were crush, crushing on at the time. 
Yeah, I got to be honest with you here. You know, both you and I were older now. We're 38. You know, I'm married. I'm a married man. And uh, I can see this going south, you know, because it's kind of creepy for 38-year-old men to talk about the 13- and 14-year-old girls they had crushes on, <laughs> you know, back back in the day. But, uh, you to know. To be fair, we they can, were we all keep older it, than us. So they were all older than us at the time, so I think it's okay. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but, I don't know. That's what's uh, so yeah, weird about it. I think it. those were the big three. Uh, I think you and I are on the same page there. Um, I think as they got older, I know we talked about having crushes on the Olsen twins. Mm-hmm. I remember even when I was like 15, 16, I had a poster of the Olsen twins on my wall. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, trying to think. What about, uh, and this, maybe this is one of those 10 minute topics, but what about, we had talked about, I'm just thinking of people we've already discussed on this show. Remember Mo from uh, Global Guts? Oh, the referee. Yes. Yeah, or Summer Sanders. Okay, so Summer Sanders definitely falls in that category. I remember everybody I went to school with was all about figure it out because she was so attractive. Yep. She was like an Olympic swimmer or something. That's how she got that job. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. She was like some type of I have to I would have to look her up again, but she was like a an Olympic swimmer, I want to say in like the ninety six Olympics or something, and okay. ended up you know, I think with Olympic athletes, um, th- this is something I've always heard, that after they do the Olympics, there's kind of nothing else to do at that point. So they're kind of like, all right, now what? And trying to find gigs. Like, I know, um, what's his face? Kurt Angle uh, kind of faced yeah. that coming out of um, out of the Olympics. He didn't really know what else to do. So I'm looking it up right now. Summer Elizabeth Sanders. She was born in 1972. She's now 50 years old, which is kind of crazy, wow. I think. makes you feel old. And uh, she was a uh, – she's an American sports commentator, reporter, television personality, actress, and former competition swimmer and Olympic champion from 1992. Okay. She says she's 5'9". I always thought she looked tall, but, I mean, I guess 5'9 is not, like, exceptionally tall. It is tall for a woman, though. Yeah, um – Willow Bay, I don't know how many people are familiar with her, but she co-hosted with Amag Rashad with NBA Inside Stuff on Saturday mornings. So that, so me and my brother were huge into the NBA, so that one's there a, was a lot of, we liked, we liked Willow Bay. I'm not real familiar with her, but I definitely remember Summer Sanders, that's for sure. So it's kind of crazy because she did figure it out in um like probably the mid 90s so it'd been a few years after the olympics um but tell me about willow bay what was let me look her up real quick so she yeah she kind of like summer sanders just kind of a sports caster girl i think you know especially when you're a young guy any uh any woman who can you know talk sports with you especially back in the 90s you know that automatically bumped her up a few notches on the attractive scale oh yeah whether it was summer Sanders or if they were an athlete I remember using, uh, my, my, uh, mom used to watch the Olympics, obviously, and, uh, not just Summer Sanders, but, uh, all the Olympic gymnasts who, oh, yeah. again, most of those, which is kind of crazy to think about, uh, you know, most of them were our age as well, like in 96, you know, the Olympic this team, they're all like 13, 14, right. maybe 18 years old, which isn't that crazy to think about, like being in the Olympics on a global stage when you're 13. 
It is pretty nuts. Like, but, I really put that together. That's kind of insane. My mom loved watching Olympic figure skating and Olympic gymnastics. And the thing is, I don't know yeah, a lot about yeah. either, but I was always impressed by the athleticism, you know. And like you yeah. said, some of those gymnastic girls were very attractive, especially we were all about the same age. Um, I, I will say, though, when I think of figure skating, and this is kind of a totally different topic, but I always think back to Tanya Harding and Nancy yeah. Kerrigan. You oh, remember, yeah. You remember that story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was huge. Huge well, news. Well, because I remember my mom. 90, I'm going to guess 94. Probably. Well, I remember as well as the Winter Olympics, right? So it had to have been like nine. Yeah, it was probably ninety four. My mom telling me like she paid a guy to beat her up, and I'm like, what? Like this is this is like even too much for pro wrestling back in the day, yeah. right? Like I'm like this just can't be real, and supposedly it was. I don't know if they ever proved that or not, but yeah, January sixth, nineteen ninety four. They came out with a movie about it. Yes, they did. And uh, Nancy Kerrigan was pretty attractive too, if I remember. Yep. Well, but uh, and they, they kind came of always out, they pre- came out. No, go ahead. What's that? I was going to say. They oh no, no! Pers- I said they uh, came out with a movie about uh, Tanya Harding, and I want to say I don't know. People can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think she was, you know, behind it per se. But I want to say her boyfriend and her or her assistant or somebody just kind of took it upon themselves. To go and just smash Nancy Kerrigan's leg. Yeah, um, I believe that was it. I don't know that she actually like wanted it done, but I don't think she was too sad when it happened either. Right. Well, I'd always heard and then she went on to do like professional celebrity boxing, and Nancy Kerrigan's life just really went downhill. Yeah, I or not Nancy Kerrigan. Sorry, Tanya Harding. Well, and I'd always heard Tanya Harding was good, but not quite as good as Nancy Kerrigan, which. You know, jealousy is quite a drug, I think, for a lot of people. And I don't know, it's just kind of a crazy story to think, like, wow, you had someone roughed up so they wouldn't do as well. And you think about it, a figure skater, if they don't have their knees, like, they'd be in a lot of trouble. So definitely a wild story from the 90s. Yeah, and then she, well, it really was. It was like pro wrestling. You had this thing going on. And then I want to say she actually came back from it and then won the gold medal. And yeah, I think she did. How much? And I do wonder how much of that wasn't. Uh, we're just going to give her the gold medal because you know what a story. Well, that you know, you think about it nowadays. This could be a whole another topic too. But like, anytime there's any type of competition reality show, it's not about the talent. It's about the story they have to get there. Usually, yep, is what they put push for television. And so I kind of wonder how many people. Um, you know, base it off of that story, like Nancy Kerrigan coming back and overcoming all the odds, and that's kind of where the yep. the genre comes from. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's definitely a wild story to uh, to see that all that kind of transpire. Um, I will say another thing too that kind of it kind of blew my mind. I don't know. Did you ever watch Power Rangers? Uh, Once and Always on Netflix came out maybe about a year ago. Um. I caught some of it. I was kind of, we were watching it while we were on vacation, so my kids were running around, and I was trying to watch it, but they were pretty loud, so I did not give it a good viewing, uh, no, so. So it's kind of a movie, it's probably like 45, 50 minutes, it's maybe like a short movie, or a special maybe, kind of a fun thing if you're a Power Ranger fan or grew up with it, Um, but I guess a lot of the original Rangers didn't come back, one of them being uh, Amy Jo Johnson, who plays the Pink Ranger. And I guess her big reason, which I'm like, you know what? I, I get it. She was like, 
I don't really want to get in tights in my 50s. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> that that's a fair point. But then I start thinking, I'm like, no way she's in her 50s, right? Like, how is that even possible? But, of course, you know, me and you are both pushing 40. And it's like, I guess yeah. that does track. It's just, I don't know. It's wild. It's wild to think that, I guess. Yeah, I'm actually uh, typing it in right now. How old is Amy Jo Johnson? 52 years old. There you go. Wow, that's nuts. Well, and um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who plays uh, Kelly, or she played Kelly Kapowski on Saved by the Bell. And I think she even um, played her a little bit on the new reboot that they did a few years ago on, uh, what was it, Peacock? I never, I don't know, did you ever watch that? No, I never, I didn't have Peacocks, I never, I, I saw a few clips on YouTube, but that was about it. It, it just didn't. I watch like two episodes. I'm like, this is not the same. And I know, I know yeah. it's never going to be the same, but it's like, eh. but, um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, or now I think she just goes by Tiffany Thiessen. She's on uh TikTok a lot, like shows her cooking for her family and stuff. And like, she's, yeah. she's 49, uh, again, you know, about 50 years old, kind of crazy to, you know, to think that, right. Like that she's, you know, pushing 50 and, I think um, Danielle Fischel, who plays Topanga, is probably the youngest, but I imagine she's in her... She is 42. Okay, so she's not much older than us, I guess. I guess that was probably the closest as far as a TV crush for us. Hey, let me... Uh, I'll throw some names at you, and you tell me what you think. Okay. How about this? Uh, what is her name? Well, first off, do you remember Brandy? Like the singer? Or Moesha? Yes, I do. Okay, so well, I'm trying to think which was which. She was a Brandy was her music name, but then she had a TV show called Moesha. Yeah, she just went by Brandy, right? Like one one word. Yeah, yeah. Any uh, crush on her? I remember her. I remember her name. I can't really place her face, honestly. Okay. How about uh, the two, the sister sister girls? The twins. Eh, kind of. I kind of like them. I don't... I never really watched that one as much, either. Okay. Uh, Alicia Silverstone. Yes, 100%. So she was, obviously, clueless, but she also did uh, Batgirl, right? Or yep. In one of the Batman and Robin movies? Yeah. All right. How about, last one, I uh, don't remember her real name, Clarissa. Clarissa explains it all. Yeah. Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. Yep, I always thought she was she was. Yeah. Pretty. She didn't do much for me. I don't know something about her face. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or maybe one, it was her voice. Another one too to bring up is uh, that I always thought was very attractive was Hillary on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we all had a crush on her too. Yeah, and she was on like Major Pain, and uh, she did a couple. Of oh, things. she was, wasn't she? Man, we've been. It's amazing how many times you bring up like who would have thought we'd bring up Major Pain more than once. You know, but I remember we talked about him with Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, yeah. That was, and, Major and, uh, Pain was like a classic of the 90s. Oh, yeah. That was a funny movie. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, but no, I, I mean, to show you a little trick, take your mind off that pain. <laughs> <laughs> I love I like when he's in the, he's telling the kid, he's, he wants to tell the kid a bedtime story and the kid's like seven or eight. So he starts going into this big war story. He's like, and then I was surrounded by Charlie. And then he, you know, talks about whatever. His uh, buddy getting both his legs blown off, and he was just crawling across the 
<laughs> yeah. Crawled across the field. Oh, it was great. Uh, that kid's like scary. He's like, can we tell you that story about the little engine that could again? He's like, no. oh, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I also <laughs> like when uh, they're trying to um, get him in trouble. So they uh, they take a picture of him with one of the kids wearing a dress. And so he uh-huh. makes them run. <laughs> around the school wearing dresses. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, good stuff. So funny. Classic movie. Um, okay, another one that I, I think everyone kind of crushed on a little bit. Uh, you remember the movie Heavyweights? Uh, yeah, I remember the movie, sort the, of. The school, like the camp nurse, everyone had kind of had a crush on her in the movie. Uh, don't remember her. Looking back, not incredibly attractive, but for the time, certainly. Okay. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on her, but yeah, I don't know. It was always kind of, it's always kind of to me. I, I said it always goes back to those same original ones, but there's a lot of those shows in the day, back in the day. I didn't really watch, like I didn't really watch Nine Hundred Two One Zero or Melrose Place or any of that stuff. Actually, one that I know a lot of people really crushed on was Nev Campbell from the movie Scream. Did you ever watch uh, Scream uh-huh. or any of those '90s horror movies? Yeah, it was kind of a classic when you were, well, we were probably 10 or 11 mm-hmm. when those came out. And they were, I don't, I really don't remember how tame they were. I mean, I'm sure they were rated R, so. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I remember watching those. R, at, but they were mostly not. in junior high sleepovers and that kind of stuff. I remember it kind of being scary then, but I don't really feel like it's that scary now, probably. But they're still making them. They made, like, Scream 6 now, so I'm like, yeah. So my memories of those was when I was in, like, 7th and 8th grade, and you start to actually have, like, boy-girl parties, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it was always the thing, at least for, for my group of friends, you know, you'd have a boy-girl party, and, like, 10 or 12 of you there, and then you would always, you know, parents would always rent you a horror movie. So I remember watching a lot of, like, Scream during those times, or I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Uh, the Faculty, trying to remember what else I remember watching as a group. Anyway, because you, you start to feel more mature and adult, and now you're getting to watch R-rated movies and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, and those were, like you said, they were R-rated, but they were kind of designed for that genre. You know, because this is also past yeah. the era of Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, and all that, so it's kind of like a new generation of horror. And um, I've never been a big horror movie person myself. I like some of the characters, but I'm not a big fan of gore. On, on screen, it just yeah. kind of makes me nauseous. But um, Yeah, the 80s, it was all about the gore, you know, and just crazy ways of killing people. And I think in the 90s, it became more about, like, the actual character and serial killers and things that can actually happen in real life. Yeah. And I'm sure some of them were still pretty bloody. I can't really remember. But yeah. you know, I feel like it was less about the shock and more about the actual story. Yeah. Of course, well, I could the, be giving all those movies way too much credit. Yeah, well, I'm going to throw another 90s show at you. I don't know if you ever watched this one, but I, mem- I remember it being very popular. But I never really watched it when it was popular. I did see a little bit of it later. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I remember a lot of people having a crush on uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar, right? That was yeah. her name? Yeah, she uh, is yep, now married I remember to a lot of people Prince talking. Jr. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Well, who knew? Um, and she was also in one of the Scream movies, and I think she was also in I Know What You Did Last Summer. So she kind of did the whole 90s horror genre, as it were. So let's get even weirder. Did you ever have uh, did you ever have crushes on cartoon characters like April O'Neil? 
I wouldn't say a crush, but it was always kind of like, like, ooh, April O'Neil. You know, because, like, you kind of <laughs> knew the turtles right. crushed on her. So I guess that kind of, like, made it okay. Or that uh, Roger Rabbit girl, Jessica Rabbit. Sure. Yeah, you could kind of say that one. Yeah, um, yeah. There was another one, too, that kind of fell into that same category. I'm trying to think of what it was. But, well, I mean, I guess technically April O'Neil was played by a human character in the, the movie. So. True. You could kind of go that route, but no, yeah, I totally, totally get that. Um, man, I feel like the, we've went through a lot of these. I'm trying to think if there's other like crushes that came out over, over time as far as, um, you know, TV movie characters. Um, I don't know. But what did you think of, uh, Emily from, uh, three ninjas? Uh, yeah, pretty plain. That's what I thought. I always kind I'm of more was of a like, more of a Topanga guy. <laughs> yeah, I was always kind of like, eh, you know, she's okay, I guess. You know, not she's not ugly or anything. It's just not really didn't do much for me. Remember uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt from Party of Five, and she went on to do a couple movies. She was always a big crush of people. Oh yeah, I well actually, I used to watch Ghost Whisperer a little bit because I thought she was attractive. So. Okay. She's still not bad looking, and she's a little bit older now, too. Yeah, she's probably 50, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then uh, Friends was really big in the 90s. Everyone had crushes on uh, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, yeah, and uh, who was the other one? Oh, gosh, there's one we totally missed. and we Cox, were Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, but I don't know how we missed this, and we were talking about home improvement. Heidi, how could we miss oh, yeah. Heidi? Yeah, and uh, Pamela Anderson right before her. Well, and if we're talking and, uh, Pamela Anderson, you got to talk Baywatch. Yeah. So I feel like Baywatch, as a kid, was the closest I got to a dirty movie. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I don't think uh, my parents would let me watch that. So I remember my parents watching it on occasion, and, you know, like, there's scenes, like, you start seeing them run down the beach, like, oh, let's see what else is on. And I, did, I never really got, like, what they were doing, but... Because that, I don't know, like, have you tried to go back and watch Baywatch? I can't imagine it's good. No, like, I couldn't even get through it as a kid. Like, (laughs) you know, the few times it was on, I'm like, ah, there's probably something better on than this. I do want to watch. I mean, that's essentially all the show was. I mean, that's that's not like anybody watched it for the the great storylines and character development. Then, like, you know, basically, like, you know, taking a bomb and, you know, rewiring it so it doesn't blow up. Like they actually they made a movie with The Rock a few years back and they kind of poked fun at that. Oh yeah. And, I never uh, saw that one but Yeah, but he was like, "Yeah, we we do whatever whether it's, you know, um taking care of bombs or this or that and, and uh, Zach Efron's in it and he's like, "You're lifeguards. There's no reason why you should be doing this." Like and he's like, "We do whatever we can to save the save the beach. That's our job. You know, we protect the beach." And he was just like, "That makes no sense at all. Like why on earth would you do this, you know?" And but that's kind of what the show was. But I think in the '90s we didn't really sometimes think about the uh, the realistic aspect of it. You know, it was just kind of like, well, it is what it is. That's that's what happens. Um, Speaking of Baywatch, I remember when we first met you, we would always refer to you as like David Hasselhoff. Yeah, because my hair. You uh, bear a, a resemblance to him. Yep, I a young more more of a young uh, night rider, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so Baywatch definitely had uh, probably the closest thing to uh, 
like I said, to a dirty movie back in the day. Another show that doesn't get as much love, but it kind of has that Say by the Bell vibe was uh, California Dreams. Did you ever watch uh, that? Yeah, yeah, I did. I love California Dreams. That was a good one. I'm going to have to look it up because I don't remember. There was a blonde yeah, yeah. on there that was super hot, I thought. Do you remember yeah, California time? Dreams, that was definitely like a... Uh, in the genre of Saved by the Bell, you know, them trying to kind of duplicate the success. So, I want to say they were all, if I remember right, it was all high school kids, and they were all in a band, and the band was called California Dreams. That's right. And they were all kind of like, I think it was probably based in California, and they were surfers, and, you know, it was just kind of a more uh, California version of Saved by the Bell. So uh, her name was Kelly Packard. And uh, she was born in 75, so she's about 10 years older than we are. And she actually was on Baywatch, too, which I don't remember. But, yeah, uh, her name was on the show. Let's see if I can find it. Her name was Tiffany Ann Smith. Like I said, I remember very little about this show, but I just remember thinking, like, it was Saved by the Bell-esque at the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. But fun. I said it went five seasons. I don't remember it being that long. But Wow, yeah. Wasn't worth that. No. Uh, there's another one, I think, kind of like Saved by the Bell. Uh, dang it. It was basketball. It had the the guy. Hold on. I keep wanting to say Hoop Dreams, but that was a movie. Uh, Hang Time. No, is that it? Let me look. Yeah, yeah, Hang Time. So that would have been on NBC, uh, TNBC in the mornings. Another kind of Saved by the Bell type of show. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Man, I don't remember that one. I, I, I'll say another TV character. Oh, really? It's got, uh, what is the guy's name? Um, he's, he's in all sorts of stuff now. His name was Teddy on the show. I remember that. Oh, Anthony Anderson. Oh, wow. That was kind of like his big break. He played a big, fat basketball player. Man, I don't remember this one at all. Before he uh, lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, I don't remember this one at all. That's crazy, though. I I would love to for this to hit some of those uh, streaming services because it went six seasons. It's like, how did I not know about this show? You know. Well, and you know, again, the '90s. Like, I was all about everything basketball, so this was a show basically like Saved by the Bell, only you know with basketball in every show. So yeah, me and my brother loved that show, and yeah, I think Dick uh, Dick Buckkiss was like the coach. Huh. <laughs> so. There was, actually, there was actually a, sh a sitcom about pro wrestling back in the day that the Road Warriors and some of the WCW guys cameoed on. You remember that one? No, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, well, let me get my first thought here. Um, Dana Foster from Step by Step. You remember her, the blonde? Yes. Yep. Always crushed on her. Okay. Uh, let me. I don't remember the name of the sitcom, but it was in the eighties. And if I, I think I, I liked uh, Al off that show, off Step by Step. Al, I don't remember Al. So Al was a girl, by the way. Oh. Uh, she was the youngest daughter of Frank. So let's see, Frank had JT and Al, and then he married Suzanne Summers, whoever that was. And then Suzanne Summers had uh, whatever, the two girls and the boy, Mark, Dana, Karen. So she had Karen, Dana, and Mark. That was Suzanne Summers' kids. Yeah. And then, yeah, Frank had Al and JT. And then, of course, the cousin Cody, who lived in a van outside. Yeah, that was always kind of weird. 
Uh, so Learning the Ropes was the name of this sitcom. Uh, and it's about a teacher who works as a professional wrestler in the evening <laughs> and features awesome. uh, appearances from wrestlers of the uh, National Wrestling Alliance. And went one season, 26 episodes. If I remember correctly, I'd have to go through it because I'm not 100% sure on this, but I feel like, you remember on Keenan and Kel, the guy that played the uh, store manager at the grocery store that Keenan worked at? Uh-huh. I feel like he was on this show. Because um, I remember thinking, what like, was oh, it called? Learning the Ropes. Learning the Ropes. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Learn something new every show. Well, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, wow, is that do I is that real that I remember that? But I remember seeing the clip of uh, um, maybe he wasn't in that. I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. I don't see anything about him being in it. But maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, I do remember the Road Warriors appearing in an episode. I was just like, what the crap is this? Wow. But that's kind of how the '80s that. and '90s were. There was a lot of weird stuff out there that you just don't totally always remember. You know. Yeah, I'm just looking at a little screenshot from YouTube of it. It's got Ric Flair, and I'm like, how did I miss any of this? Yeah. Well, this consider- just on, what'd you say? Was it on for more than one season? No, it was one season. It said 26 okay. episodes. It was Canadian. I'm going to have to catch an episode. That's pretty interesting. I'd like to watch some reruns on YouTube. I don't know if it's any good or not, but it might be worth uh, we're checking out. Oh, I'm sure it's garbage. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, well, of course, but that's what I think kind of makes it fun, right? You know, oh, it's yeah. going to be just a, a horrible, horrible show. Yeah, what the heck? I've seen all sorts of screenshots with Ric Flair. Uh, There's one of Animal without any paint on. It looks like he's at a birthday party. Weird. (laughs) This looks amazing. Well, you know, you think about it, like, even if you weren't a Boy Meets World fan, but you're a wrestling fan, you probably watched the Vader episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pro wrestling, I've always heard, has a very strong fan base in the sense that, like, I remember watching the episode of Star Trek, like, Nemesis or whatever that The Rock was on. Uh-huh. Because he was on it, and I'm like, oh, I have to watch this. Or like Stone Cold on Nash Bridges, oh, I have to watch this. In fact, actually, going back to Baywatch, did you ever see the episode where Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and Vader were on Baywatch? Yeah, I did see that one. And it was like they had a full match. I mean, it was ridiculously stupid, but it was like, oh, man, I got to watch this. Because <laughs> it's, it's just like it was totally a wrestling episode of Baywatch. But at that time, wrestling was so fun for us, we were like, oh, I got I to gotta check it out. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I'm looking at all this stuff on this show. Apparently, there's an episode where Ricky Morton comes and plays guitar, which makes sense since he was a part of the Rock and Roll Express. Of course. Why wouldn't he come and he's, guitar? He's playing guitar and singing, so this has got to be great. It makes me... I know it all. It makes me want to go back and watch it. Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to watch it. That will have to be a future episode of the show. I will be honest, though. I didn't expect starting a podcast like this to spend time like diving into nostalgia that we didn't actually know about <laughs> that know. didn't that didn't cross my mind as a possibility but i love it that's cool because you bring up stuff that i don't know about and i'll bring up some stuff you've never heard of so works out well it does i think that's what kind of makes it fun but um i don't know if you know this Baywatch. most of the seasons are on amazon prime and i I have Amazon Prime strictly for the free shipping. I don't really use the streaming service much. Uh-huh. So I kind of forget about it. The other day, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have this. I should probably, you know, use it. And so I'm going through it. And I see Baywatch, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to watch this. I literally got maybe four minutes in, and I was like, I can't do this. This sucks. But 
it's kind of interesting to think like how is this show so popular that it went like a decade on television? I'm like, oh, it yeah. can't be just because it's women in bikinis. Like, I'm, I'm trying to tell myself that can't be the only reason. There's got to be an upside to this show. I couldn't actually really get through it, so I mean, I may try. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to think how some shows are good and they don't last, and like a show like that goes like ten plus years, and then they had like Baywatch Nights and movies, like TV movies, and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, you're right. Like one of my favorite shows ever was uh, Heroes. And I don't know if you watched that on NBC. I did. I loved those. Uh, that it went yeah, downhill very like quickly. it only went four seasons. And I get, one of the seasons was like, they really just hit a bad, uh, we'll put it on the wheel sometime, but they really just had some bad luck. They had an amazing first season. And then the second season, there was like a writer's strike. So there was only like 12 episodes or right. something. And that's when like everybody gave up on them. But they had to like pretty well, like all the cool things they were going to do in season two, they had to like condense down and cut and... Mm-hmm. All this other stuff, and then everybody turned on them. But then I thought seasons three and four were still great, but then they just canceled it after season four. Actually, season four was probably my favorite because it was like they're in this carnival, and there was this uh, the bad guy Robert Nepper actually. Yeah, he, him and his he, brother were like the bad guys running a carnival, and he's a good. Actor. I don't know it was cool, but well, um, Robert Nepper was actually on a series called Prison Break that was really yeah. Good. Well, it had a really Another good, good show. Had a really good first season. season, and then it kind of went downhill. Heroes, yep. I think, it kind of hit because it literally was like a comic book, and I love the fact that all the characters were kind. They didn't know each other, and it kind of all they all kind of came together, and I thought that was super cool. Like, I remember talking to my friends, and like we couldn't miss that show. It was like this is awesome. We got to watch more and more of it, and um, yeah, I just kind of. I don't know. They tried to reboot it a couple of years ago called Heroes Reborn, but I don't think that worked either. It's just, uh, you know. No, and it wasn't too bad either. It was just kind of a one-and-done thing. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my first – I heard everybody talk about Heroes. Like, I, I remember I was – it was probably 2004 when I first moved to the uh, Eldon, and I would come home over Christmas break, and everybody would be talking over uh, about Heroes. I was like, oh, okay. So then I went to, like, family, whatever that video store was in town, mm-hmm. movie gallery or something, and I rented, like, the first disc on DVD because that's how you watched it. That's crazy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And then I went back and rented the second and third disc and then, you know, however many other discs there were and watched the whole first season. I'm like, I got to keep – and then I started actually buying the seasons on DVD after that. So it was a great – I loved it. Great show. Definitely. Actually, I need to rewatch that because it was. I've only seen it the one time, but I really enjoyed it. All right, so uh, let's. We can probably wrap it up there. We can probably spin the wheel here for next week. We still have a lot of topics on. So, what do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. All right, here we go. It's like we're only hitting the Steve Hoker topics. <laughs> Embarrassing school stories. Ooh, okay. Oh, man. I think Steve Hoker just wants to, us to go through our most embarrassing moments. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that will be next week. Any uh, Anything that comes to your mind as we uh, wrap this one up? Um. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got embarrassing school stories. There's a couple that come to mind right away, so... Uh, although that's the only ones I can think of, so maybe I need to save them for next week. (laughs) 
Yeah, we got we got some good stuff coming up. So I'm sure that's going to branch into several different topics. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, it is your week for a uh, plug. Do you got anything you want to plug? Sure. So here's one. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever been on this, but if you go to it's just an interesting thing. Spacejam.com backslash 1996. It is the official website of when Space Jam first came out back oh, wow. in 1996. But what's cool about it is it is a 1996 web page. Like, so if you kind of forgot, you know, how web pages used to be back in the 90s, right? This thing is like uh, 1996 through and through. Oh man. So, and that's the only way I can describe it. So, yeah, go and check it out. It's kind of it has a few little games, and it's pretty fun. Definitely, that would be fun. I uh, love old oh. websites. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for checking out the Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel. Make sure to check out Breaker Maid's Power Hour. Uh, should be coming back very soon. The TV Toycast, all the cool stuff we got going. All of our podcasting buddies, and we will see you next week for some more Saturday Morning Nostalgia.